Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys and a Mic show. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. Beautiful, if not Freezing cold Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. Another one hour of sports talk and more here in the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Thank you so much for joining us again on this uh, beautiful freezing cold day in Chicago, wherever you might listening. Hopefully uh, many of our listeners are enjoying a climate of a slightly warmer nature. We have to remind ourselves via the wonders of the Internet, we are emanating out to seven different continents and also... And also parts of Glen Allen and Lombard, and I'm assuming David Olson, some of those continents, some of those areas might be experiencing slightly warmer weather than we are right now. At least I hope so. A little bit of music, and then we'll kick the sucker off. Thank you very much. We're waiting for the big dog to call in. My fine co-host checking in from, we think, the telecommunicative phone lines out in Aurora, Illinois. The big dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. I'm flying solo right now if you want to play co-host and chime in uh, with some quality conversations, questions, thoughts, criticisms, positive, negative, anything and or in between. We're willing to take those calls at 888-463-6748. We've said it before. We'll say it again if we like your call. If you're good, I don't mind telling the big dog when he calls up in 10 minutes, hey, we, we got we got uh, Bobby from Bolingbrook on, and we got Jimmy on. He's doing a better job. We're willing to put you in the co-host seat for the entire show. What the heck? I think I can speak, you know, and hey, I'll replace myself if that would have come down to. Anything for ratings. Anything for ratings. By the way, we said uh, there's got to be warmer areas right now. David, would at the equator equator right now do we have any kind of temperature reading can you gander i guess without going to wikipedia slash google because who knows wikipedia could be down again today how cold like at the equator what's the coldest it gets i don't know why i thought of that but as i was giving a weather lead into today's show it occurred to me that's an interesting question i guess it would depend on which hemisphere you're in what don't complicate matters how many hemispheres are there well there are two hemispheres <laughs> Because you know, because because you know, right now we're in winter, but like in Australia, for example, they're in summer. Ah, all right, just because because of the way the Earth, Earth tilts on its axis uh, around the sun. Okay, so interesting. So during our beautiful Chicago summers, the fine folks in the land down under are experiencing winter. Yes, as in snow and cold. Uh, I, well, I don't think it. I don't ah. think. It That's really snows, except in the southernmost part of Australia. That's too bad, because I was going to make a note to call. Uh, you know, i got to find a, a climate where we're enjoying beautiful weather, and they're, like, snowed under, and it's real cold. Make a note for my July programming. As you know, I try to stay a year in advance in my programming. I don't know what the hell we're doing on today's show, but I've got July 9th and 10th figured out. But uh, at any rate, I don't know why I thought of that. It was just a curious uh, expose. Thank you for that explanation, I think. By the way, speaking of warm weather, I might not have the days exact, but we do this each and every year. And I always tell Joel it's uh, three or four of the best words in the English dictionary, but it's not that long, folks, until we can start talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. 
for the best words in the English dictionary. Pitchers and catchers reporting about 30 days, somewhere in that vicinity. Is it 30 days? I thought it was more like 70. Ah, 70? Because I, I, I saw somebody post that up. That's got to be like early March, right? Late Feb? I can I can look it up. Can't be that long because the spring training. You know, don't look it up. That takes all the joy of it. We're we're protesting Wikipedia. We're protesting Google here. I don't want anything looked up during today's show. At any rate, it won't be long. Won't be long till pitchers and catchers report. And I got to get uh, the big dog's reaction when he joins us. But I did see um, the Texas Rangers who are dishing out money left and right. They're still a leading candidate in the. Prince Fielder Sweepstakes, one of the more popular game shows you can play in the offseason of baseball this year. It's the welcome to the Prince Fielder Sweepstakes. Today's guests are Jimmy from the Texas Rangers, Billy from the Boston Red Sox, and yes, sir. Well, I, I have to tell you when you're right, because you were right. It is 30 days till pitchers and catchers report. Like exactly? Uh, that was a there's pure a guess. countdown here. Uh, 30 days, 19 hours, 54 minutes, and 42 seconds. Ah. It's a beautiful thing. It brings, you know, we, we need to, like, mentally let that settle in, those of us sitting in the freezing cold climates right now. Just the, the four words. Let it savor off the end of your tongue. Swish it around in your mouth a little bit. Don't floss just yet. Pitchers and catchers report it warms the very cockles of your heart just saying those words. It's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, I saw the Texas Rangers who are uh, dishing out money left to right. They signed a highly valued Japanese pitcher, uh, Yu Darvish. Why you? That's his first name. Yu Darvish. $56 million over five years. I don't know. What is the Japanese currency? Is it yen? That's a whole lot of yen. That's a whole lot of yen. By the way, some smartass on our Facebook page put down that uh, uh, his mother, you Darvish's mother was at the signing, and she will now forever be known as You Mama. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748, the phone number. By the way, speaking of, we yesterday we had touched on the topic looking ahead, and I brought up the article um, uh, that some magazine or some newswire put out a contest with their readers to predict some legitimate things that could come true a hundred years from now. How would life be different? How will it be a hundred years from now? We mentioned a couple of things yesterday. One of those that I didn't mention, we bring up the Japanese yen, and I think this one could come to fruition, uh, producer extraordinaire David Olson, is that there will be one currency for the world. I could see that happen. It's possible but you, you look at all the problems they're having with the euro mm-hmm. and the different economies and everything like that i it's yeah, but that, a, that a can... lot of a lot of things would need to happen before that would happen you know cause, because a lot it, with countries controlling their own cur- currency mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know yeah we got a hundred years to work it out for that prediction to come true I, I, let's put it this way maybe it's not practical but let me Throw this oh, no, 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 no. That's where you're wrong. It is. It would be extremely practical okay, to do that. Okay, that's kind of what I was saying. Uh, it would be a good idea, would it not? It would make sense. Pardon the pun. Yeah. One currency for the entire world. I mean, we're coming, becoming a global planet anyways. And that's why I argue so much with so many of our politicians and our military people and some of the uh, everyday citizens that I come in line with, including a few of my 
ultra-right-wing conservative friends. It's America. Love it or leave it and close the borders. And, we, you know, we got to do this and we got to do that. Well, we, folks, you need to change your definition of we. And I'm not talking about the video game. Okay? Because we ain't going to last a whole lot longer, at least quality of life. Say, so get on my high horse here. Quality of life not going to be that good if we continue the definition of we being just our state or our country. Because it's a global economy now, it's a global world now, and it's going to become more and more that. we got to change our definition. We has to be uh, all the countries. And how many continents do we have, David? Seven? Did I got that right? Okay. If you keep it score at home, it's 30 days till pitchers and catchers report, and there are seven continents and two hemispheres. See, this is not bad. This is not bad. Dedication to accuracy on the two guys in the mic show. All right. Uh, at any rate, uh, the world currency. Well, I'm going to see if I can pop up that article and get that. Some of the top predictions 100 years from now. But that was one of the things that was on there yesterday. We mentioned the fact that uh, the, the weird one that <clears throat> medical science will get to the point where basically they will be able to defeat death. The aging process, you they'll find a way to extend Life interminably, and boy, does that bring up some weird problems. Kind of puts goosebumps on the uh, epidermis, if you will. Uh, all right, let's talk a little sports. 888-463-6748. Again, the coach flying solo right now. You want to check in. Big Dog, hopefully going to report in in a few minutes. We'll talk a little NFL football. The game's coming up tomorrow. One of our final football Fridays of the year, folks. Not many more coming. Beat the Schmoes, the big dog. I think got like eight out of the nine last weeks, uh, eight out of the nine previous weeks where he's had a winning record. Unbelievable hot streak. David Olson, our producer, continues red hot. I am mired in, it's not my worst year ever. We've been playing Beat the Schmoes for 10 years, but it's close. It's been a down year. Remember early in the season, David, I uh, lost the first few weeks, and I, I didn't wait. I jumped the conclusions. I uh, hurried the cause. And I fired my entire Beat the Schmoes administrative staff, right down from the initial interns to the top-of-the-line advisors. And it worked. It worked. I had an immediate turnaround, about three or four winning weeks, and then I got soft a little bit. Then I got soft because I hit another losing streak, and I didn't want to overreact this time. So I kept the personnel on. I figured, okay, you got to weather the storm. You know, I don't want to fire another crew or, you know, like a general manager, firing another coach in midseason. Well, I should have. I should have, because second half of the season has been absolutely pitiful. The people advising me, absolutely inexcusable, and I can guarantee you this much, unless I have an unbelievable hot streak. And, again, we'll play it tomorrow. Beat the Schmoes football Friday here on the two guys at a mic show. Unless I have an amazing hot streak the final two, three weeks of the year, I can guarantee you right now they might be listening to the show. They're all gone. I don't want to put pressure on them, but uh, each and every one of them, I'll start off with a completely new staff, and the first guy I'm going to be interviewing is Mike Tice, if he's not already signed with the Oakland Raiders. Everybody else is interviewing Mike Tice. I might as well also. Uh, by the way, Republican debate on tonight. The South Carolina primaries will be Tuesday. Is that correct, David? Saturday. 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 I thought all primaries were on Tuesdays. Apparently not all of them. Interesting. But it's all Saturday. Right. So i, I got to mark some notes down here. Two hemispheres, seven continents, 30 days till pitchers and catchers report, and the primary is on Saturday. That is correct, sir. Shocking. But we do have 
we do have another debate tonight on CNN with the uh, inenviable John King moderating. John King, you know who that guy is? I believe I do, yeah. He's, he's the, the master of the telestrator, so much of a master that he's become annoying right now. You know, during the primaries or during the actual election, he's the guy with the pen. Or even, I guess, the finger on the dry erase board or whatever the magic board is right now. I guess they call it the smart board. And he's, you know, pulling things bigger, moving them slower, moving his hand all around me. The guy is like the czar of the telestrator, sort of like the Mike Fratello of the uh, political election. You know which guy I'm talking about? Got a great yeah, set I, of hair. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, so he'll be the moderator tonight, but it could be interesting. Now, you told me some interesting news here because I thought Rick Perry was this. this was his baby. South Carolina, but you're telling me he may drop out before Saturday. No, no, he's going to drop out today. Wow. He is dropping out today, and that's not the only piece of news. Uh-oh. Uh, the, the results are finally in, and Mitt Romney did not win Iowa. Rick Santorum did. Now, I heard rumors of that, but this is yes, official? it's official. So, wow. Well, no, no, no. Things are going to get really interesting. Because By how many votes? Like six? I, I'm not sure what the final tally was. But, I mean, uh, Romney had originally been declared the winner by, like, less than 100 votes. Yeah, eight. Was it, was it eight? Eight. Okay, well, there you go. So they, they over overturned that decision. So This is, like, recent as of this morning? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's within the last 12 hours. Wow. So okay. it looks like uh, Newt Gingrich is surging again, and he's probably going to win South Carolina. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but he, he's moving up and Romney's dropping a little bit because Romney had a huge lead in South Carolina. Not so huge anymore. I, I can see what the polls are, but it's it's, it's very but, close. But still leading. I will have to take a look at that. Okay. I'm not even sure if he's still leading. Last I heard, it was Romney down to 33% and uh, Newt Gingrich up to 22%. Now, it gets... Interestingly more complicated, David Olson, because, uh, you know, there's the fight behind the fight. You got Newt, Newt Gingrich telling people that a vote for Rick Santorum or a vote for Ron Paul is, in fact, a vote for Romney because it's going to spread the three of them. It's going to piecemeal them, and it's going to give Mr. Romney the uh, the major vote. So he's telling Santorum's people, and he's telling Ron Paul's people, to go ahead and vote for him so they can gather together and fight Mitt Romney. Meanwhile, Santoro comes back, oh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, hey, Newt, slow down a little bit. You know, I beat you in Iowa. You spent millions and millions of hours in New Hampshire. I spent $25,000 in New Hampshire. I took fourth place. You took fifth. So who are you telling not to vote? Oh, it's getting all it's 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 getting all complex. Well, yeah, it's like a great and racehorse, and it's definitely going to get interesting if if Gingrich does take South Carolina, because then you're going to have three separate winners yes. in the first three primaries, and that's never yeah. happened. Yeah. But the one thing everybody's saying is like, well, you know, Paul and Romney and Gingrich should get together and decide who's going to be the guy, because yeah. if the other two dropped out, the guy that's left remaining will be Mitt Romney. Chris Christie, folks. Too, well, it's too late for him yeah, to get it's out. It's never too late. It's never too late. All right, it's never too late to welcome in my good co-host either. And I'm as I'm thinking about the Republican debates tonight and the way this thing is going, Big Dog, the, I'm trying to compare it to the sports world. Could the Republican battle this 
past six months? Could it be likened a little bit to the National Football League and specifically the American Football Conference West Division? As crazy it is, how's that for an analogy? We welcome in our partner, the big dog, Joel Redwanski. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing all right. I don't know if you can really compare it to this year's football season. I think it's more like last year when somebody's like, can somebody out west, no matter how bad you are, finally beat the the heat that you know that's. It, Everybody knew the Heat were going to be in the finals last year. I think it's more like that. I don't know. Hey, know the more I think about the AFC, the, the, AFC the, the, the evil thing that's in offense right now out. So I think it's more like last year's NBA season. Well, you got that part right, but I but I still the more I think about it, the AFC West this year, which uh, you know the similarities are there was really no strong candidate. Each team would have a little bump up. Each team would have their moment in the sun. The Denver Broncos late had their moment of the sun. Remember the Kansas City Chiefs counted out. They were like the Rick Santorum. All of a sudden, Kansas City Chiefs for three or four weeks, boom. And then they kind of faded away. And then you had the uh, San Diego Chargers, kind of the Mitt Romney, everybody expecting them to be good and kind of expecting. But come on, San Diego, come on. See, actually, the more I think about it, the more I like the analogy, despite your uh, disagreement. Okay, Sorry. well, the the whole point is nobody out of the AFC West can actually beat anybody. So well, exactly. For four more years of what's going that's, on. Oh, th- my goodness. That's my point exactly, Big Dog. That's why I think the analogy is exactly right. At any rate, uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're coming in a little bit late. Last uh, Yesterday, I should say, we talked to you. You sounded like you were uh, in the beautiful, warm auspices of the Montgomery Ward building. Today, you sound like, you sound like you're cross-country skiing in another country. Where the hell are you? Yeah, well, I'm walking home. I didn't realize I spent all my cash last night. I had four bucks. So instead of being able to take a cab home, it's 10 degrees out in the water right now. I'm freaking freezing. And I don't have gloves. This is like hell on earth right now for me. Now, this is unbelievable. You are calling in, hosting, hosting a sports talk show while walking through a forest preserve at a freezing cold day. Meanwhile, you're holding your cell phone without gloves. No, I'm not walking through a forest preserve right now. I'm walking through Aurora, Coach. I know that isn't exactly downtown Chicago. Well, so still, still, I want this to sink in with our listeners. I mean, you talk about a guy dedicated to his craft. <laughs> no, I'm serious. But that's that's above and beyond. You, you hear other sports talk hosts, you know, doing this, doing that. I mean, they, they, love of the game. Love of the game against adversity. That's what I appreciate about you. On behalf of all of our listeners, the extra effort today, much appreciated. I, I do appreciate it, Coach. I just wish I, I remember to have at least 10 bucks. I mean, I got a cab home. This isn't any good. Yeah, you do so. need to keep track of your uh, funding. If anybody is out in the Aurora area right now who can possibly give the big dog a ride, uh, 888-463-6748. Give us a call. We'll give you his particulars, and you can... Pick him up, and uh, we will hey, check your... Don't the cronies comes and gets me, Coach. Just let everybody know, I'll be walking down High Street. Hyde Street? High. Ah. All right. Now, are you in a residential area? Yes, I am, Coach. I mean, yes, I am, David. Just go knock on somebody's door and ask if you could sit in their living room and do the show from there. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. How do you say, Ola, can I enter your home? and sit down and do my radio show in Spanish. Just bang on the door and say La Migra, and they're going to run out the back door, <laughs> and, and then you can just go in and do whatever you want. Oh, that's excellent. Hopefully they made chorizo for breakfast, because I'm freaking hungry, too. <laughs>
How far, uh, what's your estimated walking distance from the home abode? Well, it's, uh, it's normally a 40-minute walk, but I am going to eventually have to go through the forest reserve, and since it's snowed, it's probably going to be a 50-minute walk. So I'm going to get home right at the end of the program, Coach. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well. We did mention one thing that maybe will help you as you're walking along, Big Dog, and knowing your passion for the sport of baseball, this might keep you warm a little bit. And We did mention that, uh, you, you know, in the 10 years we've been doing the show together, I bring it up every year, but we are about at the 30-day mark for a four of the finest words. In the English dictionary, does it help you if I mention that pitchers and catchers report in 30 days? Uh, it absolutely does, Coach. It absolutely does. And, uh... You know, it's good to be a Chicago Cup fan right now. I, I, I don't know. There's something about this year starting to feel good, Coach. I'm not sure I could have that same feeling with you, but uh, we will see. Now, one thing at the Cup convention that we didn't talk about, Big Dog, is we try to warm up a little bit or keep the Big Dog warm by talking a little baseball. Uh, the, the new patio that they are going to put in the right field deck at Wrigley Field, along with an LED scoreboard on the oh, right I field set. I absolutely love it. You do. About time. And, and, and they're in Wrigley Field, but don't go when they built the new thing. Okay, I'm sick of not being able to see replays. <clears throat> I'm sick of the fact that uh, there's always, like, the, the Chicago Cubs are in the, one of the biggest baseball markets in America, yet they have to kind of, like, cut corners. They need to make as much money as they possibly can out of that stadium. I applaud the Ricketts family for whatever they want to do. What, are you working for the Cubs administration all of a sudden? No, I can't stand those people. Okay. I honestly cannot stand the people who work at the park. They're arrogant. They boss you around. They bully you. I can, No, I, I, but I'm just saying, I want more amenities at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. How will that affect the uh, buildings? On the outside that are, you know, will they still be able to sell their product? It will not affect the view at Wrigley Field and the right field side? No, 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 totally. Those, those particular, uh, uh, what do you call it, rooftops are screwed. And I do know the owners of one really, really well, and they're not happy about it whatsoever. Interesting. So I really shouldn't be talking like I'm happy about it because this guy's irate, Coach. It's not the guy who's the owner of Gold Coast Tickets, is it? No, it's okay. the guy who's owner uh well, never mind. It was where I did the the Black and Blue City show. Mm-hmm. All, All right. the time, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, at least somebody's excited about the Cubs season next year. I mean, there will there, there will be new bodies, new players, new faces. Uh, I don't know that we have any young sensations out there, but I guess the newness of it all. What are you talking about? They just traded for Anthony Rizzo. It's just on uh, the Cubs have made everybody's oh the Cubs aren't doing anything. The last ten days, the Cubs have built a foundation for their organization. I cannot believe. They're actually going out and pulling the trigger on the right deal. We, I, we can't believe we got rid of Andrew Kastner. In the last 10 days, they picked up Travis Wood and Anthony Rizzo. Coach, these guys are both under 25, and they're both going to be all-stars numerous times. Well, uh, and Anthony Rizzo was the first baseman, right, who's got a tremendous potential, who yeah. uh, tore up the minor leagues in his brief visit, about 150 at-bats for the San Diego Padres. He, he uh, badly badly bottomed out as a major league player, but that was only a brief moment in time. So they're taking a chance that Anthony Rizzo, the minor league player, is going to be the actuality, not 
what they saw in the first 150 at bat. But here's my issue with you, Big Do. Do I got the team right, by the way, San Diego? Yeah, yeah Coach, he, you're right, 150 at bat. The kid's 21 or 22 years old, uh-huh. and he's sitting in the worst hitter's park in baseball, and the guy hitting behind him in the order was Will Venable. I'm not too concerned about a 22-year-old failing in San Diego mm-hmm. if you had 150 at bat. All right, but here's my issue with it, and it's, you know, it goes back to the old story of look at things from the other side. The San Diego Padre fans. The Joel Radwanski type hosting uh, San Diego Sports Talk Radio talking about, yeah, the Padres making some great moves. Our new GM no, doing not. a hell of a thing. Yeah, we got rid of Anthony Rizzo, but we're picking up young pitching. We got a 23, 24 year old pitcher who's proven some potential with the Chicago Cubs. We're picking, so, you know, it sounds good to get Anthony Rizzo. Well, we gave away a more well, proven we, young pitcher last time I proven, checked. Pitching's fairly proven. important. What is, what did Andrew Cashner ever prove for the Cubs that he can throw one pitch, a four thing fastball? There's no other pitch. What are you talking about oh, in the, in the brief? I watch every game. You're the one acting like what Andrew Kessler has proven. What has he ever done? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's very, well, when I say very proven, in the brief time that he pitched in the Major League Baseball, yeah. yeah he, you're right. What, what, 15 innings? And he threw one pitch, a four-seam fastball? That nah, was more than 15 innings. Come on. Well, my, my point is he hasn't proven anything. Coach, well, he doesn't have two pitches. But what I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What has what Anthony Rizzo proven? They both been up in the major leagues for a short period of time, and Andrew Kastner was successful. Anthony Rizzo wasn't, and they're both young players. So why are we getting so excited? Okay, okay well, here, here's the difference. Uh, Andrew Kastner could be a middle reliever at best. Uh, Rizzo could be a 40-home run, 120 RBI machine ah. for 10 years. There's a big difference. So you're going Jerry Angelo on us, and you're talking about ceilings, and what does he call the bottom part, basement? Yeah, like, okay, well, so what if we gave away a decent middle reliever? And we bomb out. We the, the point is, it's not like we gave away a number one stud starter. We gave away a reliever with one pitch. I know it's a good pitch, but who cares? Okay. It's, it's not Mario Rivera. Mariano Rivera one pitch coach. Right. I just worry a little bit that you know, even a a a savvy, savvy, and if not somewhat jaded baseball fan like yourself, is getting jaded. Why so am I jaded. Huh. Well, why, why are you jaded? You're thirty. You're thirty-nine years old, and you've been a Cubs fan all your life. Oh, this. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you just summed it up. I'm an idiot. You're right. But I, I worry a little bit, Big Dog, that people like yourself getting a little bit too carried away on the, uh, you know, Theo and Jed moves, and that everything is is going to work out okay. No, no, I understand. I understand that just because they're making the moves doesn't make them right. Okay, I, I understand that, Coach. But it's not like San Diego was trying to just give away this Rizzo kid. They coveted Cashner for some reason. I have no idea why. And they also admitted Rizzo would never be able to really utilize or capitalize on his abilities in that massive ballpark. Mm-hmm. So that one makes total sense to me, Coach. I really dig that one. All right, we're trying to warm the big dog up by talking a little baseball here. You want to warm him up with some uh, thoughts of your own? Feel free to do so, 888 48 phone lines are open. Big dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. What do you think about uh, Japanese pitcher? What do you know about Japanese pitcher? You, Darvish, who signed with Texas Big Dog for a cool 56 millions worth of yen. Now, uh, he isn't your typical Japanese pitcher because he's half Iranian, half Japanese. Wow. His uh, dad was an Iranian guy. Met a real cute Japanese girl, married her. Things happen. Now there's a six foot five Japanese dude <laughs> named Darvish. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, coach, this guy, which cracks me up. 
So, so far, the Rangers are going to spend $112 million on this guy for six seasons because of the posting fee. And then there's a $6 million, 60, or excuse me, six-year, $60 million deal, okay? And now this is what he's been compared to. In between Josh Beckett and A.J. Burnett. Really? You're going to give $112 million to a 25-year-old kid who's ever pitched in the major leagues? And, he, and one of the pitchers he's compared to is A.J. Burnett? I said this is a bad move by the Rangers. Apparently, they got they got they got a lot of money to spend. Not well, look, the Red Sox is something similar to Daisuke Matsusaka. They got one strong season and nothing else. And coach, that's what's going to happen. This Darvish kid for like he'll be great next year. He really will be. In five years, he'll be figured out. He'll be done in Major League Baseball. Hmm. So we'll see. Now the Rangers are one dominant pitcher away from being like. One of the great teams we've ever seen. Their lineup is unbelievable. If they actually do sign Prince Fielder, which supposedly they still have the money to do, Mike Napoli, who last year led Major League Baseball in OPS after the All-Star break, would be batting eighth in their order. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, Coach. It's not bad. Two times to the World Series. They haven't won it yet. We remember back... Uh... What were they? Basically, one strike, big dog. Literally, one strike away from winning the World Series. Yeah, I mean that's this year was just one of those years where if you're a Cardinal fan, you've got to, you know, you you throw your shoulders in the air and you say, "We lost Albert Pujols, but what a great ride it was." You know what I mean? It was just I, I can't explain how the Rangers did not beat the Cardinals, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so. The Rangers were the best team in baseball last year, and they definitely are the best one going into this year. But ask the Boston Red Sox what it means to be, you know, the best team in January and February. It doesn't do too much for you, does it? The editorial writers in charge of headlines and the sports pages that the Texas newspaper is very exciting about it, the U Darvish signings, as you got all kinds of possibilities for headlines. He has a good game. You could go with uh, You Can't Stop This uh, or You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Possibly, uh-huh. or if he has a bad game, you can't do this. <laughs> I mean, you get all kinds of pot. We even put up on our Facebook page, Big Dog, that at the signing, his mother was in attendance, and you know what they're going to call his mom? What? You, Mama. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> aren't, that was... aren't you glad you signed on today? How long did you have the writers up last night coming up with this stuff? Not very long. 888-463-6748. You want more bad jokes? Or you don't want more bad jokes, call us up and uh, make some conversation yourself. Ask the big dog a question. That will limit the amount of conversation we can have and keep us under control. Otherwise, I'm warning you right now, I might have some more uh, you Darvis jokes coming up at the end of the show. How's that for a for a threat to our listeners, big dog? Uh, I would have to say somebody should call that phone number, Coach. <laughs> 888-463-6748. By the way, the first 10 minutes of the show – we uh, went over a bunch of things, Big Dog, including 30 days till pitchers and catchers report. We also decided that there were two hemispheres, seven continents, and that what did we get on the we were talking the weather at the equator, and that in this in our summertime, their weather there is it's actually winter. Yes, at the equator. It's the exact opposite. How, now, how cold does winter at the equator get? Well, it doesn't. There really isn't too many seasons at the equator, but if you're talking about like the southern tip of Chile, uh, which would be about just a little bit more north 
than we would be as opposed to what they are south. You know what I'm saying, Coach? Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, it's really nice there. It's gorgeous at that point. See what uh, I'm getting at? Yeah, I am. But what I'm trying to do is make a note for, like, July when it's beautiful here in Chicago. And we can, go- we can then contact one of our listeners in southern Chile near the equator and maybe make fun of them and see if they're a couple inches under, you know, under a heavy snow. That's that's exactly what we need to do, Coach. But now you're getting now you're getting into the feel of it. But does that actually happen? That's the problem. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get to. Yeah, that's what. I'm, yeah, it's winter on the other side of the world. Okay. So like Australia is the pretty northern uh, continent for being in the southern hemisphere, but like the southern part of Australia probably gets some snow, Coach. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but probably a little bit. Okay. All right. Outstanding. Big Dog walking through the snow, headed to his abode. Dog Little College Hoops, our Northwestern Wildcast, lost to Wisconsin yesterday. And all the folks in Indiana all excited about their basketball team. Suddenly, suddenly reality is beginning to set in. Don't look now, but their record now in the Big Ten is 3-4. and four. They're under five hundred, and they lost to Nebraska. And I remind you, we're talking about basketball. No, no. Was it at Nebraska? Yes. Okay, okay, that's no, but you don't want to lose to Nebraska at home this year. That's one of those big time teams that you got to beat. Wow, that happened quick. And uh, you know, everybody said Indiana they played nobody in the preseason besides Kentucky, which they beat. But maybe it's starting to prove out a little bit, huh? Yeah, well, I think you know the win over Kentucky was phenomenal. They were undefeated at the time. You know, top ten, top fifteen. I think reality is setting in, and the reality is no, they're not going to be a bad team. Like they've been, what, for five or six years now? Yeah, maybe. Well, they've been average for about eight. Yeah. Well, not average. I don't know about average, Big Dog. The first two years of Tom Crean's reign, they average would be a compliment. Okay. You, you do have a one. Bernal Jones was their leading scorer. You do have a point, Coach. <laughs> yeah, last year maybe they were average. But I think the bottom line is they're not quite, you know, hey, we're back in the top ten. Indiana basketball is back. Sort of. Let's not get carried away. But at any rate, big upset there. Our Northwestern team, I don't know if you saw it or not, lost to Wisconsin 77-57. UConn got upset. So uh college basketball a little crazy right now, Big Dog. The one constant so far this season seems to be the Orange from Syracuse, who quietly just keep winning and winning. Yeah, they're they're just playing phenomenal defense. And you know they are an understated, undefeated, if you can do that in, in sports nowadays. Uh, and especially considering how the year started for them, you know they didn't have a very good start of this year of this basketball season. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that maybe we can forget about that ugly stuff and concentrate on some matchup zone defense. Twenty in O, yeah, that two three matchup zone defense. Jim Baham, let us not forget they had to go through the whole Bernie Fine. Yes, I don't know if you want to call it a scheme, but you know they had that whole distraction. The assistant coach removed from the team, all kind of publicity. So credit the players, big dog on the coaching staff for good focus. But uh, twenty and zero at this point of the year, that's not too bad for your number one ranked team. No, they they're playing a very good Big East, and they've been blowing a lot of teams out this year. So they're an excellent team, coach. Scoop, Jardine. You gotta love it. That's their best player. They got a bunch of good ones. And I'll be the first to admit, I have watched very limited amount. I need to, I need to catch a Syracuse Orange basketball game to fully appreciate them. But I do remember Scoop Chardin and I know he's leading the ball club this year. Kentucky's number two. Baylor finally lost a game. I don't know if you saw that or not, but they finally got beat about three, four days ago. Yeah, they were playing, uh, at Kansas and, uh, so the undefeated string is gone, but 
uh, Kansas, which is, you know, Baylor's the high-flying team. That game, it was Kansas. They had four or five unreal highlight dunks in that game. And Kansas, uh, you know, I, I know the Illinois fans, but you are one. Talk a little college basketball here, 888-463-6748. You're a college hoops fan. You want to join us? Love to hear from you. Big Dog, I know the Illini fans still have issues with Bill Self. Even if you're not an Illinois fan, sometimes he comes off a little, I don't know how you describe it, just a little annoying, a little uppity. But bottom line is he can coach. Kansas was supposed to have a down year this year. A lot of guys moved down to the pros, and here they are ranked number seven in the country again. So you have to give Bill Self some credit. Yeah, well, they reload. All those guys sitting on the bench last year were a bunch of freshmen, McDonald All Americans. You know, so you know, it's, he didn't have a lot of coaching to do, coach. I mean, he has nothing but five star basketball players up and down his lineup. So, well, I, I guess the, they're young. I guess I think the point is this year, I don't know that they do. Not as many as normal. Not as many as normal. I don't think they've got all this. You know, it's not like Kentucky who they legitimately bring in each and every year under John Calipari. I mean, they, you know, replenish this year's team. I think four of their top five players are all freshmen, and they were four of the top 15 freshmen coming in. Michael, no, no, you're exactly right. They always do that. Kentucky is always, they reload yes. more than any team in the country. Yep. And your, your guy, Anthony Davis, Woo. Is, he has one, well, two more blocks to set the Kentucky record for his season. That's only January 20th, whatever wow. the heck the day is. That's unbelievable. And, and look, let us remind you, he's a true freshman and, uh, you know, a kid that really just blossomed the last couple of years. Big He was about six feet, two inches tall when he entered Perspectives High School as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And now, he is, now he's the leading shot blocker in the country. And probably going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, let us not forget the Duke Blue Devils, another constant in college basketball, 15-2 and two in the year, ranked number Four, you don't want to take them for granted. Awfully talented. Once again, Mike Shashevsky and his assistant coaching staff, which is, uh, they got the same guys on the bench every year. Chris Collins and. Um, yeah, whoever just recently got fired from their other job <laughs> that they left Duke for. No, no, no. That's not true. That's not true. They've had the same the same three guys as assistant coaches Tommy for a Amaker long time. Tommy Amaker isn't back on the bench? Who? Tommy Amaker isn't on the bench? No, Tommy Amaker's the head coach of Harvard. And by the way, last time you checked, Harvard, oh, okay. Harvard. I know he bottomed out and did not succeed in Michigan, but Harvard was a top twenty-five team. Yeah, they, Tom, they had, they've had, they're having a decent season. Tommy Amaker getting it done in an Ivy League school. You got to love that. But uh, Ohio State is number six. Kansas seven. North Carolina eight. Michigan State. Georgetown. So basically, it's all the powerhouses at the top. Really, the only new kid to the party right now, Big Dog, is is the uh, Baylor Bear. And I think they're going to be there for a while. Baylor's whole program has turned around. I don't know where they're getting this money, Coach, but uh, all the all the Baylor athletic programs are doing extremely well this year, and mm-hmm. Scott Drew just doing another phenomenal season over there. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's money, but they're picking good coaches. Scott Drew right now, the national coach of the year. He's done a phenomenal job. By the way, we should mention they're ranked number 12th. You talk about a new team to the party. They're not even... They're not even in the uh, think about invite to the party list, and that is the Racers from Murray State, nineteen and 12th in the country. I don't know if you've seen Murray State play, but they're right there for you. Well, yeah, they got some shooting guard that is just killing it this year. He's this year's version of Stephon Curry. What's his name? Like Trent Cole? It's not Trent Cole. It's, but the kid can flat out shoot the ball, coach. 
I have not seen the racers play, but uh, there they are, 12th in the country, and they're one of the few undefeated teams left. Basically, it's in the top 25 anyways, Syracuse and Murray State. Now, we should mention in the Big Ten. Right there at the top of the Big Ten Conference, Big Dog, you're Illinois fighting a line. I don't think a lot of people are swept up yet. Still a lot of non-believers, but bottom line is the only team with one loss in the conference, you're orange and you're blue. Yeah, and, and let's face it, I mean, yes, maybe they've gotten a little lucky so far at the beginning of this season. They've won a bunch of close games. And usually young, inexperienced teams don't win close games, and this team has. So hopefully Sam Maniscalco can uh, get healthy with that ankle because they need some quality point guard play, Coach, because uh, D.J. Richardson's finger is still all banged up, so they need somebody that can handle the pressure and distribute the ball a little bit so we don't have Brandon Paul scoring 43 points a game because I don't think that's going to be a consistent thing for them to win. Playing at Penn State today. Penn State, uh, the Nittany Lions at 1-5. and five. Could be a trap game for Illinois. Big Ten very balanced this year. Michigan 5-2. and two. Ohio State 4-2. and two. Michigan State's got a couple losses. Purdue a couple losses. Wisconsin three losses. Then you got Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern. Pretty balanced play, Big Dog. And um, I think the Big Ten Conference Tournament in early March is going to be outstanding. I'm hoping you and me could uh, possibly shack up in a hotel room together in Indianapolis in early March. That sounds like a, that sounds like an excellent idea, Coach. I'm all up for that. Seriously. Which part? Uh, the, the tournament or the shacking up in the hotel? The tournament. Okay. Just check it. So shacking up in the hotel. I'd do it, but it better be the twin bed, Coach. <laughs> Just one, though. Don't worry. We can always rent a cot if things don't work out, Big Dog. <laughs> okay. I want to say it to Aqua, if you don't mind. Yeah. Do you shave at night? Oh, sweet. You shave at night or in the morning? I uh, I don't. <laughs> None of the above? No, I don't. Uh, all right. Well, I might order the cot now. Uh, <laughs> 888-463-6748, number. I got college basketball right there for you, dog. Uh, the NBA, the Bulls are off today. They're playing tomorrow taking on, I believe, is it the Detroit Pistons again tomorrow? You know, after a couple-day layoff, Derrick Rose still sitting out. I'm assuming you're one of those that would say uh, rest him as long as long as needed. Yeah, how many times have I said it on this program? He is the, the most important thing that we, that the Bulls have right now is I know I want them to win games. I'm, You know, I'm not an idiot, but the health of a couple of their players is almost as important as anything else that they have for the rest of the season because Everybody's going to be dealing with injuries. So when the playoffs start, I really think it's not only going to be the best team, but who's ever left on the best team. So if Dwayne Wade is lumping around and or Kevin Durant is banged up, I mean, there's a couple of players that if they're hurt, those teams don't have a very good chance of winning, Coach. You know, and I've been a big fan uh, right from the get-go. I'll be the first to admit when C.J. Watts and Derrick Rose is back up, came to the Chicago Bulls a couple of years ago. I, I had not watched him play at Golden State, but uh, I remember watching him play the first year, Big Dog. We were doing our morning break, right? or maybe maybe it was our two guys at a mic show. I said, you know what? This guy needs more minutes. He's a pretty good player, and I knew nothing about him, just judging by how he played for the Chicago Bulls. Well, CJ continues to play well. He was injured for a stretch of time, but uh, fortunately he's healthy. Now that Rose has been injured, he comes out and scores 23-24 a game. And, in fact, the three games he started in his career when Derrick Rose doesn't start, he's averaging 24 points a game. So they got a quality backup in my guy, C.J. Watson. 
Yeah, and if and if CJ Watson is playing, I think John Luke, Lucas could be a good backup to CJ Watson. Yep. So let's let's make sure Derrick Rose is completely healthy because I mean he's going to be the guy leading the Bulls in the playoffs. So let's get him right now. Only and, and thing I feel bad about is there are people out there. Uh, Derrick Rose has become this much of a star right now, Dodd, that there are parents that dished out some some pretty good money. Yes. To take their kids to a Bulls game. Maybe some parents that are battling a little bit financially, but they wanted their kids to be able to say, you know, they were able to watch and see Derrick Rose. It's the one game that, you know, they're going to be able to go to the next two years. And they bring their kids to the game, and you find out Derrick Rose cannot play. To be honest with you, those are the only ones I really feel bad for. Yeah, don't don't feel too bad. Well, I, mean, I do. Too bad. It is too bad, but, you know. So, yeah. I mean, that happened to me a bunch of times in, uh, in 1985, 86. I wanted to go see Michael Jordan play, but he had the broken foot. And then Jerry Krause wouldn't let him play, if you remember. I had tickets to games where he should have been playing. My, my dad was much more upset about it than I was. I mean, I wanted to see him play, too, but I was like, hey, he's going to be around here forever. Let him get his foot healthy. Yeah, so. but, I, but I'm guessing back then that was not a once-every-three-or-four-year proposition for you. I actually do feel bad because I think not. You know, the majority of fans know, but there is a, uh, you know, a, a bunch anyways, a significant minority that, that bought tickets for that one particular game. Yeah, you have a point, Coach. Yeah. And Derek Rose, that's, that's uh, to, Rizzo. to his that's credit, he's become that much, that much of a special player. I remember getting first row of the left field bleachers at Comiskey Park for uh, a Yankee game and Ricky Henderson was out with a hamstring injury. So I, I, I know what it's like, Coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Been there, done that. Again, if you're just joining us, big dog travailing through the neighborhoods of Aurora on cell Now I'm in the forest preserves, by the way, Coach. In the forest so, preserves, walking through snow, walking through ice, no gloves, hanging out of the cell phone, dedication to the cause. And to put it mildly, folks, he's not getting paid uh, six figures, not even five figures. We'd be lucky to get a fourth figure. To do this yeah, particular show. There is a fourth figure, but there's a decimal involved. <laughs> yeah. And there's... that decimal keeps moving to the left. Yeah. You move it to the right. Yeah. There's... We tried to get a contract extension, and instead of four figures, we got one finger. <laughs> that's that's about yeah. the luck. You know, the guy before our show was doing, a, 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 right before he signed off, he's talking about and I hear this all the time and the people that have done shows before us big dog you know be sure to check out my book you can purchase my book you can read about it my book blah 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 and it occurred to me maybe just simple jealousy but that's what we need we need a book to hawk okay. a little bit on the show you know well, which one of us is going to write it well it, I think it would be in, done in cohesion Maybe we could get 78-year-old retired sports writer for the Tribune, Bob Verde, to be our ghostwriter. <laughs> Not sure if he can, if he, uh, you know, I was going to say something that's a little bit cruel, but, you know, we, we could find a ghostwriter. I actually came up with some potential titles as I was waiting for you to come on because we need a book, Big Dog. Okay, well, this is something I'm interested to hear. We need a book, but now I want to see some suggestions from you or, you know, God forbid, our listeners, you want to email in potential titles of the book for the big dog and the coach but the first one i wrote down again titles of our book together uh is anybody listening with a question mark it's not bad uh, yeah all right <laughs> how about uh 
hey, we're over here. That, that's kind of on the same theme, Coach. Yes, it is. I'm trying to, you know, make some humor of the fact that we're a couple of struggling sports talk hosts trying to get known out there in the world. Well, uh, I, Hey, I, we're I, over here. The story of the big dog and the coach and their struggles to get heard in Chicago radio. I think I'm going to have to start dressing up in tights and walking the streets again. Coach. We, we tried that. It didn't work too well. Uh, well. How about two guys, one mic, many dreams? No, it's a little cheesy, Coach. Yeah, well, that, uh, you didn't like my other ones. I'm trying to throw out something a little bit more serious. <laughs> the dog well, and the coach. The story of two struggling. Uh, see, that's too straightforward, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right why, now, why does that be the story about us? Why can't it be like full of philosophy and wisdom? Say that again. Why does it have to be like a story about our lives? Why can't it be more philosophical and wisdom? All right, I like that. I like that. Mus- musings from the musings from thoughts and titillating tidbits, news and notes, thoughts from the coach and the big dog. <laughs> Thinking outside the box. So we'll come up with something. Although I still like, hey, we're over here. Well, normally you write a book and then you title it. You don't come up with a great title of a book and then decide to write yeah. around it. It becomes very difficult well, that way. The operative word you use there, Big Dog, is normally you're talking to me, and uh, that's not the way my mind works. I, I think title first and then fill in the blanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, Big Dog losing his sense of humor is he's about 40 uh, minutes. I'm, I'm numb, Coach. I'm numb. You got it. It's 11 degrees now. It's, it, we're not one degrees out in the rock. It is. It, it's, it's brutal. Feel free to sign off and, and, and get those hands. Well, I had some well, guy. I'm almost home, Coach. Well, I had some guy ring the doorbell this morning at 8:30 in the morning. Uh huh. 8:30 in the morning. Real nice guy. Open up the door. All right, you know, here we go. What's this going to be? Hi, my name is, you know, Donnie Jones. I just opened up an Edward A. Jones office in the neighborhood. You know, want to introduce myself? By any chance, you're looking for a financial advisor. And, you know, it's freezing cold out. The guy's got the, the smoke coming out of his mouth. Like, you know, most of me appreciated his dedication to the job. I mean, that's, you're knocking on doors in this weather, big dog. But then part of me said, who is going to hire or who is going to hook into a financial advisor who comes knocking on the door, somebody you don't know? Well, he did say he opened up an office in the neighborhood. Yes. A little different, Coach. Well, when I say the it's neighborhood. Like, hey, hey I'm, I'm, I'm flying in from India, deposit a check, and, you know, it isn't anything like that. You're going right. to have to go into his office and find out that it's real furniture. Uh-huh. It isn't one of those, like, weekend fly-by-night things where... Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what he's trying to do. All right. All right. God bless the dedication, though. It's uh, You know, you want to do that in the summertime, that's one thing. Middle of the winter on a freezing cold day, you can experience it right now, or you can appreciate it right now, Big Dog. That is truly dedication to the cause. Yeah, he probably was wearing gloves, though. Yeah. You got a hat on, at least, covering your bald yeah, head? Yeah, I would be totally fine if I had gloves on. I'm not kidding you. You got a hat on? Yes, of course I have a hat on, Coach. Beautiful. Scarf, two jackets. Uh, I'm wearing three pair of underwear. How about your uh, the feet of the key? I've always found that you go to a football game, it's freezing cold out. The feet, the extremities of the key, the hands and the feet. You got your feet, your feet are uh, hanging think, in. What do you think? I'm wearing the extra two pair of underwear. <laughs> uh, there, that could be another title of our book, Big Dog. The extremities of the key. <laughs> oh, coach, you know, it's uh, 
yeah, I'm sorry. The, the, the train schedule is all backed up. So if you want to go from Chicago to Aurora in the morning, I would have waited, but I wouldn't be able to get home for another three hours. So otherwise, I wouldn't have done the show outside walking mm-hmm. and have our listeners have to suffer through this. How did the filming go yesterday? You were filming for an upcoming TV show, which we will announce to our fans, but uh, was it a successful venture yesterday? The the filming was brutal, but uh, Joel Redwanski is meeting with uh, Warner Brothers at the beginning of February and giving them something to say, hey, hire me or I'm going to hold everybody in the place hostage. <laughs> now, last time you met with Warner Brothers, we got all excited, but it turned out it was like Hank and Renee Warner, and they were uh, like two semi-drug addicts, drug addicts on the south side of Chicago. These are the actual Warner Brothers? Yeah, that's that, yeah, in Chicago, Coach, so it's all good. All right. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, Warner Brothers, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We need uh, we need sponsors, Coach, is what we need, basically. So if you know anybody, like maybe that had a struggling sports talk show that needed uh, some pub- some publicity, mm-hmm. that would be a, that'd be a good way to do it. Okay. It's a possibility. You never know. Stranger things have happened, my friend. Stranger things have happened. Hey, another way to keep you warm. We're trying to keep the big dog warm on the walk. We talked a little baseball. Uh, 30 days. 30 days till pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers and catchers. Sorry, I got caught up. Uh, the 108th. The 108th running of the Australian Open, big dog. No major upsets yet, but the best of the best in the world of tennis. My guy, uh, Joe Wilfred Songus. Was a three-set victor yesterday, but the Australian Open. Any thoughts, comments, or uh, humorous anecdotes from the Australian Open? Uh, it's excellent to go to sleep to. <laughs> I love. I put the. I'm not kidding. It's one of the best sporting events in the world. The British Open is actually even more phenomenal because, uh, especially if you get home at like four in the morning, the British Open is great. Yeah, I've always preferred golf to tennis, but uh, you talked about that before. The Australian Open, yeah. About 11:30 at night. That's you tune all I in? got for you, Coach. I, I have no idea, like who's good. I, and I, I'm way too busy to watch any sports. And if I do get a chance to, it's going to be big time basketball and the Bulls and people running into each other at full speed. So, the chance for me right now to be able to even watch any is there is one particular female on the tennis circuit that if she was on might possibly delay your sleep pattern a little bit? Uh, Agnieszka Radwanska because she's my cousin. Who? Agnieszka Radwanska. Ah. Yes, she's pretty good. Yeah, she's awesome. So she's pretty good. Whatever the cousin is up there, you know, I'm definitely going to watch her. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. It's outstanding. All right. Yes, David. No, I just have a strange little note to, uh, to wrap the good, show up good. with. Uh, Rob Lowe yesterday on his Twitter feed oh, boy. said that he heard from his people that Peyton Manning was going to announce his retirement. And, and like, the internets exploded over that. Such a weird combination. Rob Lowe. Yeah, out of, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Rob Lowe was coming up with this stuff? Yeah. What has Peyton Manning said about it? Absolutely nothing. I hope it's not true. Yeah. And there's also I, there's also rumor that Jerry Seinfeld on his Twitter feed said that Eli Manning has got a little bit of an upset stomach and might not be practicing at full strength this week. Well, for a couple days. He's going to be fine when he gets out to San Francisco, Coach. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Hey, Big Dog, you warm up, my friend, because uh, tomorrow, wherever you might be, indoors, outdoors, anywhere in the vast in-between, 
Uh, it's one of our final football Fridays. We got to break down the championship football games. Two biggins. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Beat the Schmoes. You've got an unbelievable hot streak. If you can finish the final two weeks on an up note, this will be in the 10 years we've been doing it, one of the better hot streaks we've ever had. Not to put pressure on you, but uh, rest up, my friend, because we got a big football Friday tomorrow. Okay, sounds good, Coach. And what do we do? We're only going to pick two games tomorrow. What are we doing? No, we're going to find a way. We'll definitely pick the two game. We could go over-under, or we could uh, possibly – make the third prediction from another sport. That sounds really good, Coach. Okay, sounds good to me. I will talk to everybody tomorrow. Peace out, everyone. Right. Stay warm, Big Dust. Stay warm. Uh, David Olson, that is incredible, all kidding aside. Dedication to the cause. It's impressive. Absolutely. It's cold out there today. It is freezing out there. Hopefully hopefully the Big Dog will be okay. All right, we appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back tomorrow, Football Friday. We'll play Beat the Schmoes. Two guys at a mic show every Monday through Friday, five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. Have a great day. We'll check in tomorrow on the two guys at a mic show.